Ukraine Heritage Spotlight from the Europa Nostra Heritage Hub in Krakow. Cultural heritage is by nature politically sensitive, highly complex, with a high degree of symbolic significance, emotionally charged, and with a risk of political manipulation concerning its history, ownership, and use. This is what we can find in the Concept on Cultural Heritage in Conflicts and Crises, published by the European Union in 2021. Now, as of mid-February 2024, UNESCO has verified damage in Ukraine to 342 sites since the 24th of February 2022, including 127 religious sites, 150 buildings of historical and or artistic interest, 31 museums, 19 monuments, 14 libraries and one archive. These numbers, which include only immovable cultural property, are becoming higher with each month. My name is John Beecham, and together with Dr. Katarzyna Jagodzińska, head of the Europa Nostra Heritage Hub in Kraków, we host a conversation with Professor Chiara Detsi-Bardeski, head of the UNESCO desk in Ukraine. Katarzyna spoke to her during a meeting of the European Commission-led expert subgroup on the safeguarding of cultural heritage in Ukraine, which was held in January 2024 in Brussels. The task of the group is to develop a set of recommendations for the government of Ukraine and for the Commission itself in the field of protection and reconstruction of tangible and intangible heritage after the end of the war. UNESCO actually since the beginning of the full-scale invasion in February 22 has been assisting Ukrainian institution and people in particular through a dual approach. On one side, to enhance protection of culture in all its forms. On the other side, on uh, investing in people, in supporting livelihood of uh, artists, cultural uh, producers uh, and uh, professionals. In uh, this sense, uh, actually, the UNESCO is working through uh, several uh, components, I would say, mainly looking at, uh, from one side, in terms of protection, in terms of first monitoring and damage assessment. And this is uh, done uh, through, on one side, the satellite imagery analysis, most of the time uh, through this cooperation with UNOSAT, UNITER, we are able to to detect and to evaluate the and, and confirm damage to uh, cultural sites, identify also the magnitude of damage within 48 hours after a, a damage occur. And uh, currently, these data are uh, all uh, reported on a digital platform, currently accounting for uh, 338 cases, which have been uh, verified by UNESCO, and also through on-site assessment. And the categories which are involved in this uh, work are those within uh, expressed within the definition of culture, uh, heritage of the 1954 Le Hague Convention, 
and uh, namely uh, cultural uh, and uh, art- building of historical and cultural values, museum, libraries, archives, monuments, archaeological sites, but also religious sites. And this important work is also corroborated by uh, the capacity enhancement for the operators in the cultural sector through training in damage assessment. We have been working with the Ministry of Culture, Information Policies and other international partners and national partners in setting up and harmonized documentation for damage assessment on the ground and to enhance capacity of professionals in this, in this sense. All these data are relevant for prioritization of uh, intervention, of emergency intervention, but also more long-term recovery planning. Beside this, the operational aspects of UNESCO uh, program entails a large, uh, I would say, range of activities uh, starting from uh, preventive works to protect on-site monuments from possible uh, damage, but also in terms of urgent repair of winterization of damaged uh, buildings through a different type of intervention. For instance, we have done this in the case of uh, Odessa Museum of Fine Arts in two cases, uh, already in 22, and recently after damage occurred by a missile hit on 5th of November. And uh, other museums, like, uh, for instance, Hanenko Museums, uh, Taras Shevchenko Museum, Museum of uh, Modern Art and National Museum of uh, Science in uh, Kiev, among uh, others. There is an important uh, part also of capacity building, as I mentioned, through a range of different range of um, initiatives. And uh, this also entails not only cultural heritage, protection, management, but also livelihood of artists, uh, which is the vital part of the the cultural sector. So in this sense, uh, UNESCO programs has been supporting artists, in particular female artists in uh, for uh, in livelihoods and giving opportunities and to reconnecting artists with uh, art uh, residency in Ukraine but also uh, abroad and also to setting up uh, a cultural hub in uh, Lviv which is actually an important uh, target in this uh, moment to support uh, training capacity building of uh, actors uh, in the different uh, domain. I will just clarify when you are saying about the current number of damaged sites that this is the accurate number as of the end of January 2024 as we speak. You were saying that you collaborate also with the ministry uh, with the ministries in uh, Ukraine. So when you collect the data on site, you are not doing that just with the UNESCO experts uh, from abroad, but also with the workforce in Ukraine? 
Absolutely, absolutely. The, this is a very important aspect, huh? also to enhance capacity of uh, Ukrainian experts and throughout uh, the, the country. And uh, we mentioned before the damage assessment and we mentioned the only verified cases, no? 338 mm-hmm. as uh, beginning of uh, January, actually. There is also an important work which is done more at a macro level of damage assessment, uh, which is done in cooperation with the government of uh, Ukraine through the different uh, sectors and upon request of government of Ukraine, which is done by UN. EU and World Bank, which is uh, the Rapid Damage and Need Assessment. The last released uh, is the February uh, 23, the second cycle, and uh, currently uh, UN, World Bank and EU are, and government of Ukraine are working together to finalize the third Uh, cycle, just to give uh, a range of figures. Eh? We have to say that already within the second cycle, the uh, damage occurred to cultural heritage are ca- accounting for uh, about two po- almost 2.5 billion of dollars. And uh, with the needs identified over the next 10 years, accounting for uh, actually almost 7 billion. So these figures are really giving an overall dimension of how deeply and widespread uh, damage is affecting the sector and also in terms of investment that will be required in the next 10 years to build back and I would say better eh, in the approach also the the sector of culture to contribute to recovery and reconstruction of the country. Well, the numbers definitely work on imagination. I wanted to ask also about the UNESCO World Heritage uh, List. Uh, Ukraine has eight sites uh, listed and three of them are already on the list of World Heritage in danger. That is the historic centers of Odessa, of Lviv and San Sofia Cathedral in Kiev. What is the situation around the listed sites? As, uh, as you mentioned, three sites now are on the World Heritage uh, list in uh, danger. We are actually working with the site manager of World Heritage in an enhancing capacities for risk preparedness, which is a very important uh, component and also to ensure that uh, there is a a thorough approach in uh, management of uh, of heritage. This indeed concerns world heritage sites, but also many other sites which are relevant and are on the national registry. When dealing with um, the world heritage and sites uh, in cultural sites in general, there is an important component of uh, documentation, which is uh, currently carried out. Also, we using new technologies like uh, 3D uh, 
uh, architectural laser scanning, uh, which is a, a very important uh, source of documentation, also as initial layout uh, for documenting uh, the status of conservation and the building conservation plan and working more in sense of, but also in terms of monitoring of sites and also to be able to, to reinforce the protection on the sites. Now I will ask about your uh, personal perspective as you have a long and rich experience in working in uh, fragile states and uh, emerging contexts within UNESCO, including the Central Africa Lebanon, Libya, Egypt, Sudan, Iraq, Mozambique, Namibia, that, that, that is the list is uh, so impressive. And since 2022, you have been head of UNESCO desk in uh, Ukraine. So what is your personal evaluation of the matters and context of heritage in Ukraine in the beginning of 2024? Ukrainian uh, cultural heritage is very rich and diverse and uh, very unique, both in uh, the cultural dimension, but also in the natural uh, dimension. And uh, it's, all, it's this compenetration, I would say, of the two uh, aspects uh, which uh, are uh, also enriching each other's. And then also in the variety of historic cities, like uh, in centers, like uh, for instance, Lviv, historic ensemble, but also Odessa uh, cities. So they are facing also, I would say, as urban settings, uh, also very specific uh, issues no, of uh, development, conservation, of um, and also risk of uh, vulnerability, urban vulnerability. But at the same time, natural sites and uh, cultural sites, as I think it's very unique context and uh, there is an important work in terms of networking among professionals, site managers. In one sense, I think it's very promising also for reinforced uh, protection of this heritage. The major spotlight and uh, energy has been put on built tangible heritage. And what about the intangible heritage? Is it, in your view, in danger in Ukraine? Yes, actually, there are uh, four sites, uh, four uh, elements of intangible cultural heritage on UNESCO intangible heritage list, including two which are in the uh, list of urgent uh, protection and at a risk threaten. So, but uh, we have also to think that uh, not only look at disruption of intangible cultural practices, expression, uh, do it to the, to the world, but also, I mean, at the positive role that intangible cultural heritage can have in ties communities and building resilience. And I'm saying this because we have started in Ukraine a pilot project with learning with intangible cultural heritage in schools and where we have worked with the school teachers, the children, now overall more than one year on uh, through cultural intangible heritage, 
how to uh, learn better, how mm-hmm. to integrate aspects. And uh, most of the time, culture has also an incredible power role of uh, healing, of enabling people to reconnect to well wellness, well-being, and uh, to reconnect among others. So is it also, I think it's important also to stress uh, this uh, positive uh, role that culture has and not only to look at uh, the tremendous eh, uh, damage that are inflicted, but is this dual character of a fragile, I would say, context of heritage, but at the same time, the incredible role that this uh, can have also for the reintegration, for instance, in the society. Always uh, examples of all sorts are very illustrative because they they basically show uh, what the situation is like. You already enumerated several of them. Maybe you could elaborate a bit about one or two. You mentioned the culture hub in Lviv that is right now being prepared and also the sites that were uh, damaged. So maybe you can pick some, as I said, one or two examples to to say a bit more. Yeah, I would like also to mention, for instance, a pilot project that we started recently, in particular to increase accessibility to cultural sites. And uh, actually it has been a project conducted with the and addressed to architects, to uh, museum professionals and social uh, science experts and sector in general to see how to, in a way, to rethink also architectural space in museums, in cultural institutions, especially vis-a-vis of issues of increasing access. You would be maybe surprised or our, uh, I mean, uh, auditor will be surprised uh, to see how sometimes uh, in this moment uh, also museums uh, sometimes uh, where we call protected uh, collection, not accessible, are becoming uh, places of uh, exchange, of um, rediscovery history for the large, for uh, citizen, for uh, for society in general. And uh, so this is an aspect which is very important to increase this possibility of uh, access. We are speaking of architectural barriers and reducing architectural barriers, but also how to do that uh, respecting the authenticity, the historic values of many of historic buildings uh, which have this purpose of museums, of of hosting collection, hosting places for uh, debate. And so this is uh, something which is uh, quite uh, new, I would say, as a dimension, but uh, has uh, evidently not only value for uh, relevance, I would say, for as emergency no, measures, but more on preparing the, 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 the long term. And it's also a debate, I would say, that it's uh, on global agenda uh, in this uh, moment. To wrap up our discussion, can you tell us, is there something that we as members of international community 
basically can do to assess, to help. There is a lot of energy, I suppose. Uh, people have various ideas, but don't really know how to help. So uh, do you think there is something that uh, can be done? I'm not sure I catch your question, uh, but indeed there is much that can be done. Uh, as, um, believe that uh, institutions organizations yes, and, from abroad uh, yes and uh, certainly an important aspect uh, is uh, collaboration and the inter uh, stakeholders uh, activities Not, there is no achievement without uh, civic uh, engagement uh, and uh, i mean a large uh, uh, co collaboration among the different uh, partners so this entails technical collaboration institutional collaboration, but also community engagement. We have always to, for, to, to not forget that we are working in a really very human-centered approach and for communities to enhance this, the resilience of communities in these difficult circumstances. UNESCO is uh, closely collaborating with the Ministry of Culture and Information Policy of Ukraine and the UNESCO and the Ministry has uh, conveyed in um, already in April uh, 23 the fourth International Coordination Committee for the safeguarding of uh, Ukrainian cultural heritage. And uh, during this meeting actually has been uh, in a way also has this role, UNESCO, of convener uh, to facilitate and to collaborate and to create synergies among uh, different uh, programs. So there is an important uh, I would say collaboration and movement of support, technical support from different institutions in uh, in several countries and in uh, even within a country. So it's a very important uh, this uh, collaboration through this uh, series of coordination committee. An action plan has been set to respond to the priorities identified and the needs of the country uh, for the sector of culture and uh, based on that uh, as a living document so that can always be increased and updated. All partners and stakeholders are uh, working on it uh, and uh, achieving the same uh, objectives. So collaboration is essential. I would like uh, maybe just to mention not only international um, organization like the advisory bodies of uh, at for UNESCO World Heritage Convention like um, ICOMOS, uh, ICROM, but uh, many others in Ukraine and uh, many countries like uh, you are based in uh, in Poland. So Polish actually cultural heritage institutions and authorities and, uh, and many others. Yes. So uh, I would say that uh, it's also this uh, solidarity uh, from different countries, uh, which is uh, very important. And we know that uh, today, uh, protection, uh, cultural sectors uh, is uh, nurtured also by this uh, international exchange and uh, mutual uh, support, which is uh, very 
important also in terms of acquiring, reinforcing skills and also generate new content. And uh, this is an important uh, aspect for the, I mean, not only for, it's a mutual, I would say, uh, exchange. Thank you very much for the conversation. And that wraps up this episode of the Ukraine Heritage Spotlight from the Europa Nostra Heritage Hub in Krakow. If you want to find out more, do look at the show notes to this episode, where you'll also be able to find links to all our other productions, including Holistic Heritage. Do share, like and subscribe to hear more from us. Many thanks for listening. Bye-bye.